0: Sandem Sandem Sand Sunday Groove, episode 34. I'm your host, David Sunday. If this is your first time listening, uh, this is a music podcast that's monthly, always me as the host, and um, some type uh, some type of guest each month. Um, I was going to say a different guest each month, but no, I kind of have a revolving <laughs> a list of people that continue to be on the show that are friends with me and I enjoy doing this. So we're on Lilo podcasting network. Um, you can find us on Spotify, Podbean and Apple podcasts. I think it's what they call it now instead of iTunes. Um, so anyway, um, thanks for joining us. Um, I won't make a big to do about the beginning. I just wanted to say thanks for listening. And this month I have my friend, Greg Phillips on with me. So how are you doing, Greg?
1: I am doing okay, uh, David. I appreciate you having me on again, uh, particularly with the subject that we are discussing today. Um, it's been a... Uh, 2021 has been a wild ride for me, and uh, hopefully the best is uh, ahead.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I I, um, I feel that sentiment very well. I, um, I I didn't really know how much I'm going to get into it, but I was... Um it's been two months since my last episode because twenty twenty one has been very interesting and draining and all kinds of stuff and um so like pretty much I have only been doing work and goofing off with either a video game or watching stuff. I hadn't even felt like planning anything uh so um yeah hopefully twenty twenty one will improve as the months go um but Yeah, uh, I noticed that. I guess it was a couple weeks ago. I'm like, crap! I can't believe it's been. I think it's my biggest break since I started back on Lilo. Um, So anyway, uh, so this episode is going to be about Miles Kennedy. He dropped a new album recently, uh, and I'm very excited to talk about it. But to keep with the normal format, I wanted to talk a little bit about current spins, um, anything we've been currently listening to. So Greg. What, what's some stuff you've been listening to lately? Anything new or anything interesting?
1: Well,, uh, the new Miles Kennedy album, of course, uh, <laughs> I've been listening to.
0: Um, and I was and hoping you thought, hadn't listened to that and we were just gonna talk about it. I was blindly. just gonna,
1: yeah, I was just gonna go off of, you know my feeling, like the, the general <laughs> idea that I had behind what it must probably sound like. Uh, but I'm actually looking at my Amazon music uh, recent folder right now and uh pretty pretty um diverse set of uh music here i've got i went through listened to john mayer's continuum recently oh, still sweet. one of the uh, greatest albums i think of uh of that decade i listened to a bunch of ray charles just a playlist of ray charles songs um dire straits um i wanted to hear Money for Nothing, uh, the original version, and and then I listened to uh, Walk of Life, Sultans of the Swing, or Sultans of Swing, I guess is the name of the song. I always thought it was Sultans of the Swing, but I was wrong. Great song. And then I went through, uh, probably the last few days, I've been listening to a lot of Jackson Brown, uh, who's an artist that I kind of missed the boat on when I was younger, and I'm kind of discovering, I've discovered more the last 10 years or so. And then uh, just the other day, I listened to the new Black Keys album. Oh,
0: nice! Okay, which
1: is awesome. If you haven't, if you haven't heard it yet,
0: yeah, I've been meaning to message you for like a week about that one, and I just, as with so many things, I get distracted. Um, I have not listened to the whole thing, but when I read the concept, I was very excited about it Um, because I know it was them uh, recording all covers but live with a band um and uh i i i like had wondered when i first looked at the track listing why do the rump was on there because i remember that being on either the first or second album and uh but i i didn't look more into it until that's that's much an more interesting, recently
1: that's an interesting point because that's true there's a big there's a, a huge difference though their version on their debut album the big come up is do the rock is do the rump and on this album, it's Do the Romp. So. <laughs> I'm hoping though, that's
0: just a joke there, not at all. No, it's
1: true. It's true. They're the same exact song, except Rump versus Romp. Wow. Uh, but it's a cover. Uh, the whole album is a cover album, mm-hmm. but it's the Black Keys as we have not heard them in the last, what, 12 years, 13 years?
0: Something it like is, that, yeah. It is
1: very much early Black Keys. The vocal effect is back, the uh, the grungy, not grungy, that's the wrong term, but the uh, <laughs> crunchy guitar, the sort right. of um, dirty Mississippi blues sound to the music, just electrified. It's awesome. I love this album. This is the whole thing uh, the other day in the car, and highly, highly recommend it if you're a fan of that early Black Keys sound, which I know that you are. Mm-hmm. And um, I think you'll really, really enjoy it. This is this is just straight up electric blues, and it's tremendous.
0: Nice. And yeah. uh, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you go ahead. Were you gonna talk more about that, or? Well, yeah, I was gonna say, uh, like, uh, like I like all a lot of different styles of Black Keys, but yeah, I, I like the big come up. My favorite is actually Thick Freakness. Um, but yeah, as as we all know, if you listen to many of their albums they've changed tons over the years and became become much more poppy with some blues in there over the years and like had like heavy production and all that kind of stuff so yeah the thought of them being back to that more basics is a really cool thing um the
1: the best way i could describe this is it's like early black keys if it was a full band right so there's more uh there's more sort of instrumentation because it's recorded live but it's, uh, it's it's still got those those bluesy roots. And then because I was in the uh, mood due to listening to all this Miles Kennedy, I went through and re-listened to uh, Tremonti's album, A Dying Machine. Oh, nice. And it's uh, still great. I can report back. It's still it's still every <laughs> bit as excellent as it was when it came
0: out. It's funny that you mentioned this, Amanda. I I this is not a visual podcast, but I'm actually wearing my Tremonti Cauterize T-shirt today. Um from when we saw them in 2015, yes. uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I've not listened to Dying Machine all the way through. And recently, I'd listened to Dust and most of Eyes recently, but um, I didn't quite make it back to uh, a Dying Machine all the way through. Like I, I listen, I, I had it on shuffle or something, and so I heard a couple tracks off of it. But obviously, at the time, I, I was in love with that album, and I'm sure it holds up very well for me as well.
1: Hmm.
0: yeah it's 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 tremendous from top to bottom oh so I'll, I'll just tell you this on air i i saw the other day that apparently at some point um dan from uh, the black keys has r- recorded a album for tony joe white and that is coming out on dan's label oh um, interesting yeah so um I'm not really sure when the project took place, but it's got an old picture of Tony Joe White. So, I, but I, of course, he would have been old when he would have, like, he, he looked young in the picture. Is what I mean. um So, I don't really know when this took place, but I saw that listed. The is other it like day a went, duet
1: album or just a tribute album?
0: I, I know. I think it's actually like I think Dan just recorded it for him, like as the producer or, or whatever. Oh. I think I could be completely wrong on this because I'm going completely off memory, but. um I do remember seeing that recently listed, and I was like, that's a really cool idea. And oh, yeah, here it is Tony Joe White, Smoke from the Chimney. Um, per, yeah, it's Tony Joe White's officials, new album produced by Dan. So, yeah. Um, nice. And apparently, Dan Arbuck has a, a production thing called E easy Eye records or easy Eye sound anyway so i don't have any more details i know that was just a screenshot um but yeah i just wanted to tell you that because i know you'd be excited about that because i know we both were introduced to him because of sonic highways i believe right um the show yes yes that is correct yep sonic
1: highways good show
0: oh yeah i rewatch. i finished a rewatch of that several months ago and uh, I had it on DVD for a long, long time. So I finally watched like all the deleted scenes and that was cool too. Cause there were a lot of interviews that were a lot shorter or even some that just didn't make the cut. Um, so that was pretty cool. Uh, you know, me and my music documentary thing, I'll watch that stuff for hours and hours and hours. So. Um, which speaking of that, that I, uh, that uh, th- I think this, fits in here because I mean, it's um music related. Uh Dave Girl has two projects currently um that you can stream. Uh one is uh what drove us um or what drives us uh, crap did I do that say that wrong anyway it's uh about touring in a van uh Yeah. What drives us. And if you want to watch that, that's on the Coda collection on Amazon prime, but uh, you can just add that for a week and they'll give you a free week subscription of that. And so I watched that, which is pretty cool. And it goes more into than just not just van touring, but that was the original concept of it. It It's kind of like what drives just Mm -hmm. starting out bands of, you know, making no money living in a van and, um, you know, basically sleeping on top of your instruments and being so happy if you were able to find a couch to sleep on and everything like that. So, You know, there's a certain drive within somebody to be able to do that because, um, the shows would have to be fun, but I cannot imagine not having a bed to sleep in most nights. Um, cause you're making too little money to <laughs> get a hotel. Hmm. So that was pretty cool, but he also has um, a show with his mom that is currently on Paramount Plus uh, that was called Cradle to Stage and it's loosely based on the book his mom wrote a couple years ago where she interviews moms of uh, famous musicians and so this they did uh, six episodes and very weird how they picked who they were gonna be interviewing for this. I don't know if it was like the mom's favorites. Uh, people that she talked to, but um, in this version, half the episodes the mom, uh, Dave's mom, talking to this famous person's mom, and another half of it is Dave and that person interacting. And so far, it's been uh, let's see, first episode was uh, Dan I think Stevens is his last name from Imagine Dragons. Um, second episode was Pharrell Williams um which was really cool hearing dave and him kind of bond over drums because they both started out as drummers Uh, and Pharrell williams actually played in a drum line in high school so that was interesting and the most recent episode was uh uh miranda lambert so um but i know coming up there's gonna be a i think there's a tom morello episode i know there's a getty lee from rush and then i think there's another country one that's kind of bizarre but it's been a fun show it's not not amazing it's definitely not sonic Highway's level of quality in my opinion but you know me I, i'm a huge follower of everything dave grohl so um you know put music and um documentaries together and i'm i'm all in
1: just don't get it confused with the movie music and lyrics
0: <laughs> i actually like that movie but that's probably not shocking to anybody that truly knows me, considering I have a love for Hugh Grant. I, uh, I find him very charmingly befuddled. <laughs> so uh, any any other new music uh, that you're digging or listening to?
1: Um, I don't think so. I think that was pretty much it. I'm, I'm listening to a lot, but that's pretty much uh, those are the ones that I've been focusing on. There I mean, a few other songs here and there, but those are the ones that stand out.
0: Right. Understandable. Um, but there was a couple I was going to throw love to, um, one that I'm really, really, it's probably my next album that I'm super excited about is, um, Mammoth, uh, with Wolfgang Van Helen. Uh, that comes out in June and I have been super impressed with what he's put out so far. Um, like I knew him as the bassist when he, uh, recorded the first Romani album and then I met him on that tour. Like, very quick meeting, but still. Um, And then I remember he did not do the tour for the second Tremonti album because he was on tour with Van Halen, which, who can blame him? Because if you got a chance to tour with your dad, why wouldn't you? Um, But, like, I just didn't know, like, that he was more of a musician than just playing bass. Um, But uh, apparently he plays guitar and sings incredibly well. And um, it's i've really enjoyed what i've heard so far like the first single he put out was distance which is like a much more like poppy like um sounds like something you would hear on the radio um and i know it did really well it was dedicated to his father who of course passed late last year but it's a it's a good rock project and he has an incredible voice so i'm looking forward to more and it's got uh garrett whitlock from uh the tremani project on drums again and
1: oh uh, nice
0: yeah so it's really cool uh seeing and hearing him back because i know he had dropped out somewhere um with Tremani. i think he just got burnt out and needed some time not to be on the road um so yeah i was happy to see another familiar face and definitely hear a distinctive drummer that i'm really dig his style and the other things i've been listening to i'll try to keep this short sorry i know i'll go on too long about everything um but let's see um oh manchester orchestra had an album come out very recently that's really good and so different than uh their last two albums and i love that about them that they are not afraid to experiment and do something new uh, with each album, because the album that broke me on them was 2013's Cope, which was kind of a straight ahead uh, indie rock album, uh, kind of had some grunge elements and stuff. And then they did a kind of more mellow, beautiful album a couple years ago, and then this one's a mixture of mellow and, I don't know, some good rock and I don't know how to describe it. It's really, really good, but it's called The Million Masks, The Million Masks i cannot say masks plural very well of god um so look that up if you like them at all uh and then right before we get on air uh i was talking to Greg about royal blood had their new album come out recently and it's very bizarre because um the production on it it kind of comes off like a a dance album kind of like foo fighters went for with their new album um but it's really really good and it's a good rock album too. And it's an interesting step for them to go with, or a kind of new um, step forward or different direction for this album. Um, And if you really want to hear probably the best song off of it now, if you you can catch, find the orchestral, I cannot talk today, uh, version of Typhoons by Royal Blood. That is incredible.
1: Agreed. I heard that as well. Um, in one of our music groups on Facebook, I, I saw that video and uh, it was very, very good.
0: Oh, yeah. And I think the last thing I'll throw some love to is The Laramores. And that is... Um, the what-a-whats? The Laramores? I'll spell it. L-A-R-I-M-O-R-E-S.
1: Hmm.
0: Um, this is uh, Denny Smith from The Great Affairs. Um, he did a little side project with, I think the drummer is normal drummer, Kenny, but a couple other guys. It's just a little EP. It's, um, a little more mellow than the great affairs. They're more straight ahead rock on their newer stuff. Um, but it's got some harmonica used really well on there and it's just, I don't know. It feels a little more roots based, but it's really, really good. Um, so, uh, that, very recently came out Um, I've been getting into the great affairs a lot more over the last few months after they put out their album in October Um, uh, let me just say the name of it it doesn't take that much longer to say it right Um, everybody moves nobody gets hurt So anyway, that's um, kind of. Some of the music I've been listening to without going too deep into (laughs) the weeds with it, because I literally listen to music every day, a huge portion of the day. So um, it's kind of part of my get ready routine in the morning. So, um, so Greg, uh, how many times have you gotten to listen to the new Miles Kennedy album? Have you listened to it several times? Twice through in t-
1: in its entirety. I've listened to a few of the songs multiple times,
0: uh, but as far as
1: its entirety as an album, only twice. Whoop! There I go, hit my tail. <laughs> only twice so far, and,
0: okay. And
1: um, the second time was yesterday. Actually, I wanted to make sure I was fresh on it, mm-hmm. and so I listened to it again yesterday. But the um, yeah, so that, but there have been a couple of the songs that I've liked so much that I've listened to them multiple times. And of course, the singles that they released in advance, I had listened to several times before the album ever
0: came out. Right. Yeah, I, I was struggling to try not to wear them out, but also, you know me, I get very excited and I listen to those tracks over and over again. So um, actually, the day the album came out, uh, the first time through, I listened to the whole album. And then after that, I was just to give love to the deeper tracks had like on spotify you can hide certain songs um so i hid the um pre-releases and so i just listened to the seven songs that were new to me interesting yeah oh i mean now i'm back to listen to the whole album because i love the whole album but um it's a cool feature on spotify that i found um and it kept me from having to just do a new playlist But yeah, he dropped his new album within the last month called The Ides of March. And it's an album I've been very much anticipating for, well, ever since he put out the last one, like I really wanted another solo project from him because Miles has always been an incredible singer. And uh, we, of course, love him from Alter Bridge. Um, But we've seen some acoustic footage of him and we um, just knew that he had... um, this other side of him. Heck, even on the uh, the Amsterdam DVD there, he does like a blues song uh, uh, cover on that one. And it's just, I don't know, uh, when you can see a musician's that talented, you kind of want to hear what's going on inside their head on, you know, just their basis on their. Right. Something that might not fit the band Alter Bridge. Right.
1: Is more akin to whatever he uh, would like to explore outside of the genre of heavy metal or hard rock
0: right so yeah it um you know uh, i think we're going to start with that some march when i'll work our way backwards a little bit but um so he put out uh year of the tiger i think three years ago and yes yeah, so but i've been like wanting more of that since then and uh with uh, and,
1: and you and i got to see him on that year of the tiger tour Mm-hmm. And it was a, an incredible show. Actually, the last concert that I have been to, um, and it left a huge impression. It was a great show, and you know, like you, I, I became fascinated by the idea of Miles doing more solo projects. And I believe there's still an unreleased solo album that he did. If you recall, years ago he recorded a solo album, but apparently he didn't like something about it, so he ended up redoing the whole thing, and that's where we got You of the Tiger." right so i still am hoping that we get some of that released at
0: some point it would be wonderful like i i i understand he might not be as proud of it or feels it's dated but yeah it was around the time of one of his early slash albums and he made the comment about that he just did not want to oversaturate between alterbridge bridge and slash project uh his voice being all over the radio and i'm just like I don't think any of your fans are going to care about that. You know, we're just going to want to hear more. So, yeah, there, there was an album for some reason he shelved. So hopefully, hopefully that will come out at some point. Um, but thanks to the pandemic, he had a chance to record this as soon as he did, because otherwise he'd been out touring Walk the Sky by Alter Bridge, their 2019 album that they did not get to tour a whole lot for, because it was late 2019 when that came out. And so the Ides of March brings back um, the same bassist and the same drummer. Um, So uh, that adds a lot to the style and just the overall presence of the album. Uh, what, What would be your standouts from it? Or do you have certain ones that stand out to you more than the others?
1: Yeah, so I think... I like almost the entire album, actually. Uh, really, the entire album I at least like. Uh, some of it I like less than others, but most of it I really like. But I think the two songs that I keep going back to more than any others are The Ides of March, the title mm-hmm. song, and Worried Mind, the closing yes. track, which mm-hmm. is my favorite on the album, actually. Um, I I was all set listening. I was driving late at night. uh i was on an hour drive from uh, Dothan, Alabama to Troy, Alabama, where I where I live, and I was in a in a kind of musical type mood. I was I was kind of, you know, wanting to, something to help my mind drift away, and and then I, I I was all set to say that "The Ides of March" was my favorite song on the album, and then on track eleven, here comes "Worried Mind," and that song ended, and I said, "That's the best song he's ever done on his own." I mean, that was exceptionally good and i don't know what it is about it i've listened to it several times since it's got it's weirdly enough it's the song that made me go on my ray charles kick over the weekend because it has a little bit of a ray charles uh i don't know if blues is the right word but a ray charles kind of club music vibe to it and the the sound is great. The lyrics are are great. The his voice has never been better. It's a great song. It really is. It 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 took me to another place when I was listening to it, and that's the highest compliment I can pay to a song right now. So that was that was exceptional. And Ides of March the same way. Ides of March has a great guitar solo in it that if you didn't know any better, you would, you might think that it was a Mark Tremonti type that was delivering this solo <laughs> instead of miles. He's right. It's very good. It's emotional and it's, it's uh, graceful. It's high quality. It's not, uh, it's not showing off. It, it's, it's appropriate for the song and it's outstanding. I you know, if you ever, if you've ever doubted miles Kennedy's chops as a guitarist, this is the song that I would say to listen to. And same thing with worried mind, but in Ides of March is a longer song. So he gets to, he gets to, to, to do a little bit more on it. So those are the two standouts to me, but there are some others on here that are great. Wait me when it's over uh, stands mm. out to me. I love that one. Uh, in stride is a great song. One of the singles that they released ahead of the album. That's a really good song. Moonshots are really good song. Um, Sifting through the fire is a really good song. I mean, there's a, lot, uh, there's a lot on this album to, to love. Love Rain Down is pretty good, too. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'd, almost everything on this album is really good to me. I, I, even the ones that I'm not as high on, something like Get Along or Wanderlust Begins, they still have good riffs. And so there's something hooky in the song that, that draws me into it. So, but, but, yeah, like I said, the two that stand out to me the most of all, Ides of March and Worried Mind.
0: Nice. Yeah, I had some March. Uh, I'll just read my tweet that I put out, like, after my first or second listen of the song. Uh, Miles Kennedy has crafted such a beautiful and unique new song. I love everything from the stellar vocals, sometimes mellow vibe, and then incredible guitar work slash solos. This song is truly epic. Um, and it is. Like, it's one of those that begins uh, so beautifully and you really don't see that it's going to go turn into such a rock song and then yeah his guitar solo i think that's uh probably only this like second epic guitar solo i've heard from him um because i know doesn't he do guitar solo on blackbird and then yeah, Tremonti he, does the other one
1: yeah he um, yeah he has one of them in
0: blackbird yeah yeah and uh but yeah obviously in altar bridge since Tremonti, that's uh you know his duty is lead guitar you know he takes that route on you know almost all the songs but Miles is an incredibly accomplished guitarist but as Greg said he, like it he puts something impressive out there but it's not like too showy cuz like some guitar uh guitarist you can tell like it's just like overly busy um for the sake of being That's overly right. busy and just showing hey I can do all this um (laughs) and the same thing that drummers do sometimes when they're just going so insane and like you know kind of derail the song um this is not that at all um so yeah Ides of March is probably my favorite off of it um one thing I noticed and I cannot properly verbalize and maybe you'll know what I mean um is tell it like it is it's kind of got like It sounds like guitars that are almost like layered. It gives me a Southern rock vibe. Um, And it puts me in the mind of like a specific band or it feels like a specific band, but I have no clue who it is.
1: Yeah. I'd have to hear the song again to, to figure that out, but I know exactly what you're talking about. I think I picked up on it too. Um, I'm going to look up the lyrics right now to see if I can remember what it sounds like but yeah yeah carry on that that's a great that's a great point though because i had that same thought i just couldn't remember the name of the song
0: yeah right well it's funny um there's some other things like lyrically in that song that are probably said more than tell it like it is so i've been calling it the wrong name up until last night i made sure and actually wrote down what the name was uh and without the lyrics in front of me i cannot remember what's the more prevalent lyrics to it because this is still pretty new to us i think it's only two weeks old um so uh so yeah i really i really dig that song a lot Um uh, i did not make as many notes as i meant to um oh one thing that um my frequent collaborator and producer of the show um andy Helene had pointed out that he felt um that this album kind of reminded him more of uh Kind of some Alter Bridge and Slash stuff, but with like other instrumentation added in instead of just being straightforward rock. Mm-hmm. And I, I almost completely disagree with them on most of it, except for the song In Stride. Um, there's something about that riff that really could fit on a Slash solo Slash record. Um, and the conspirators, like that, is definitely something about it that I'm like, yeah, I, I can hear it there. Uh, I don't, as a whole, hear it. But I did notice it on that after he made that comment to me.
1: By the way, the band that I think that uh uh the band that I think that you were thinking of for Tell Like It Is, uh at times I kinda hear a little bit of that black keys sound from around the Turn Blue album.
0: Mm-hmm. But then
1: the band that it really gets me in the in the chorus is Led Zeppelin actually. Okay. When it's like and then it's got this kind of it, it, even his delivery is a little robert plant like in uh, not in terms of the pitch of his voice and everything but in terms of just his style of delivery and the <laughs> confidence with which he's delivering lines it it's a zeppelin sounding song to me which i of course you know anytime there's a zeppelin sounding song i'm gonna like it.
0: Generally <laughs> speaking. right right
1: and that's one I actually overlooked on my uh, song list, but I really like that one too, because it's so different. That's yes. a song that you would never hear on an Alter Bridge album.
0: Oh, definitely not, yeah. Uh, yeah. And for the longest time in it, because it's kind of a continuing theme in there, I, I thought um, that the song might be called In the End or uh, Just Lay It on the Line, which is said several times in there. But yeah, it's. Um, there's some other stuff in there too that I, I, I cannot tell you what it is and so i won't belabor it anymore but it's it's really cool uh i'll probably use it as the opener of this episode uh just because i like it so much and i wanted to get attention but um
1: yeah the only ones on here that to me sounded like they could have been Alter bridge songs uh, on a different album would have been um ides of march i could see fitting on an Alter bridge album although it's a little more bluesy than they tend to go moonshot could be a ballad. On, yeah. on an Alter bridge album uh really good and that might be it for the songs that i could really hear uh fitting on Alter bridge maybe get along to a degree uh but i don't think so i think that would only that get along is probably my least favorite of the songs on here um and i say that and i still like the song fairly well but but it's probably my, my least favorite on here it might have fit on The Last the last Hero, which would be like on the, the lower tier of Alter Bridge albums. It was mm-hmm. still enjoyable, but um, I actually was going to say, right before we started this podcast, I watched an acoustic version of Get Along, which is a song that, I, I again, doesn't really strike my fancy on the album. However, the acoustic version is really good. So I, I think that's a song that is going to be one of those that works better acoustic than it does... In a in a fully instrumental type vibe
0: mm-hmm. maybe because i've spent more time with uh the song uh love rain down i think it's just gorgeous and it's when i find myself singing really to go. a lot um and moonshot and "Wonderless begins i sing a lot uh along with um and definitely worried mind but for whatever reason while we've been recording i cannot here, uh, worried mind in my head, but obviously, just even the concept is something I relate all too well with.
1: <laughs> um, you know what it sounds? It doesn't sound like this song, but the song that came to my mind the first time I heard "Worried Mind" was that song that closes. Out, and it's it, interesting the parallels here because it's also an album closer. The album that closes John Mayer's Continuum album. I'm going to find another you is kind of sonically what this song reminded me of.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah, that is one of the best songs on that album. Um, And an album that I'm now, after we record, I'm going to have to revisit because I haven't listened to it in at least a few years.
1: Yeah, it holds up real well.
0: Yeah, I I knew at least a few years ago when I went back to it, it's definitely always going to be my favorite John Mayer album. Um, with a close second would be um, the John Mayer Trio album that he did like the year before. Um, so, yeah, obviously, if you're listening to this, check it out. Uh, uh, if you like Miles Kennedy at all, definitely check this album out. But I, I think because it's a second album, I kind of do want to jump back to the first one a little bit. And um, what are your thoughts on compar- comparing it to the first one?
1: But one of the things that stands out is that these two albums are so different mm-hmm. from one another, and not even a judgment of quality, because I actually love Year of the Tiger. In the past year and a half, Year of the Tiger has really turned into one of my favorite albums over that span, It's but it's different. It's a moody album. It's a more... It feels like a more... I think, personal album, like a more um, emotionally explorative album. This one is more of a an easy listen, I think, because <laughs> the first time I heard Year of the Tiger, I thought, well, that was a good album, not, not a great album, but then I heard it play live, and that's really what changed my tune on a little bit, and then uh, as I delve more into it and as my own emotional journey has gone the way it has the last year, I find myself going back to that album a lot. Like, I love Year of the Tiger from beginning to end. Every track on that album I've listened to. But uh, this album takes it in a different direction and goes in a different musical direction, a different sonic direction. And this feels a little bit more... I don't know if up-tempo is the word, but a bit more hard rock, I think. Mm A bit more... A bit more... Familiar to people that may be going from Alter Bridge or from Slash and the Conspirators to this, I think this album will be an easier listen for anybody that's like that. I, I, I'm not ready to say whether I like this album more than Year of the Tiger or not because I really, really love Year of the Tiger and it was it meant a lot to me last year over the course of a uh, uh, what was a very strange year for me. So. I don't know, they're just, I, the best way I can describe it is they're just very, very vastly different. They're far more different, for instance, than the first two Tremonti albums, right. which are kind of the same style of music, just taken to different levels. This is more like going from the first Tremonti album to A Dying Machine. Right. In terms of the differences. And and maybe that's maybe that's not a coincidence. Maybe that's both of them kind of, veering wanting to veer off of their their typical course with their most recent solo albums So I don't know, but it, it it's it's a great record and I love the fact that he doesn't just go back and do Year of the Tiger over again and he doesn't try to do Alter Bridge over again. He's doing his own thing and it's something to be respected. I I think he's really staked his claim as one of the great uh modern rock musicians.
0: Oh, for sure. Um, you're the tiger. I go back and forth on because, as you mentioned, it's a moody album, and so like for me, it is not an easy listen at times um, because sometimes I really don't want to go that deep emotionally, like on you know on that journey. And oh yeah, that... it's an
1: album. Every time I listen to the album from beginning to end, I cry at least once. Mm-hmm. Every time.
0: Yeah, and it's one of those that I've gone back to at times and like had not been in that headspace and like only made it through the first like four or five songs. And that's not a quality statement at all because it's freaking phenomenal. Like he is such a great songwriter and obviously musician and singer. Like his voice is itself an instrument, like one of the finest instruments. But I had not made it through some of my re listens because mood wise, I could not handle it at the time and so the other day maybe a week ago i happened to just pop on towards the end of it on the song mother and so i just listened to like what's that the last five songs on there and i was like holy crap i'd forgotten about love can only heal which is beautiful that's a great song so powerful um songbird which is really really good and then it closes out with one fine day so i'm like he's got three of the best songs on that album right there at the end that I'd forgotten about because of the emotional journey. Some of the other songs go on that I was like, not wanting to do sometimes. So like, I remember when the album came out, I loved it, but it was not one that I listened to a ton. And then we saw it live and that gave it its own character and, um, you know, new emotional attachment and just a new more rocking because he, on that tour, he did, um, some of them just bare acoustic, but a lot of it he did with, you know, he did with the full band and, uh, kind of rocked it out a little bit. Uh, is that pretty fair to say?
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Um, and, uh, so that style of it kind of became what I kind of wanted when I'd go back to it. And of course there's no, you know, not, um, quality that i've heard anyway a version of it where you know he's recorded with that same energy which would be kind of cool if they'd done like a live bootleg of it or something but uh anyway it's it's very good album that i am going to be going back to a lot more after this new one um i will say i became attached to this new one quicker than the the first one and then you're the tiger but yeah, I originally was saying it was, the new one was better and now I'm just saying it's different. Uh, because it's really right. it's really hard to say. Um and I think just the me that wants new music <laughs> just uh uh attached really closely. Because yeah, I've f- I've probably f- listened to the Minds and March probably at least ten or so times. Um But because I love Moss Kennedy so much, I also wanted to throw a little bit of love to the band before it um the Mayfield Four. Uh we've gone back and revisited those two albums recently. Um when's the last time you listened to either one of those, Greg? Has it been a long, long time? Oh it's
1: been a while. It's been at least a year, maybe two years since I've listened to um uh their second album in particular.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, well I, I don't know if it's their second album or not, but it's the the Yeah, their... second
0: skin is there Second
1: Skin, yes. That's the that's the one that I go back and listen to the most of their of the Mayfield Four which I've always liked. I like that album a lot. I got it when I was in college. Uh, I picked it up from, like, a used bookstore or something and really was impressed by the CD. So, um, you know, it's not anything that I would put up with the best of Alter Bridge, but certainly it's a good record and and one that, um, that I like to listen to to this day. It's got some great songs on it. Eden, of course, is a great song.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, I forget the names of some of the other ones on there, but they've got a couple of great songs on there. So... Yeah, uh, Mayfield 4 is a band that, that had a lot of potential, I think.
0: Yeah, what got me into the album more was when you introduced me to, and it's still there if you want to see it on YouTube, type in Bofest, B-O-Fest. Um, I, I hope that does not stand for Body Odor Fest, but it was some kind of, I think, charity Although thing. that
1: probably applies.
0: I'm sure it did. Um, but it was, I think, 2008 or 2009. It was definitely before uh ab3 came out uh he did a little solo thing i think it was in tennessee and uh it's captured um pretty decent quality on youtube and uh definitely kind of got me to go revisit some of uh the mayfield four songs because like my first mayfield four listened i went of course like i normally do to the hard rocking songs But songs such as Mars Hotel, Lila, Eden, and White Flag. White
1: Flag, yeah, White Flag's a great one.
0: Mm -hmm. And so that, I can't remember which of those are covered on there. I I know White Flag is. It's it's really, really good. But, um, yeah, if you're just looking for a straightforward rock off that, go to Sick and Wrong and Loose Cannon, and you won't be disappointed. Um, He was definitely, had that energy and range even on that, even pre Alter Bridge. And then I went through the first album, Fallout uh, yesterday. And let me see if I have the screenshot of the one that stood out the most to me. Uh, Don't Walk Away is a gorgeous song on there. And then the one that m- explains why the song sounded familiar when I finally heard the original uh, a couple years ago, I was watching the show the deuce on um hbo and the theme song for the first season is inner city blues makes me want to holler miles actually does that on mayfield four's first album it's the closeout track um not quite as funky as the (laughs) the original but pretty cool to hear miles sing Hmm. that interesting yeah Uh, Very different from anything else I've ever heard him do, but it was pretty cool uh, hearing him do such a unique song. Um, Okay, so there is no official format here. I wanted to mention this to you, Greg, this band that I think you might like. Um, They're called The Picture Books. They kind of have a roots feeling, uh, not the roots of the band, but like, you know, roots music feel to them. I was introduced to them very recently because Ron White posted a song of theirs. um,
1: Not the comedian Ron White. Right, right.
0: (laughs) Ron White, a very accomplished uh, singer with the band uh, Blue Mischief. Uh, But we are in a group on Facebook where we share music, and he had shared The Picture Books has a new song with Lizzie Hell from Hellstorm. And it is so good because I've always... I like Lizzie hell a lot, but I'm not crazy about a lot of Hellstorms songs. Um, So it kind of showed what her in a different style could be. Um, But I'm still very new to them, so I can't give you a whole lot of details, but that song is called rebel. um, The one featuring Lizzie hell, but uh, there's a lot of great tracks on in particular the album, the hands of time that came out in 2019. But yeah the picture books i'm going to be listening to a lot more of their stuff because they're so different than everything else i've heard in at least recent years
1: interesting
0: a random aside and maybe people will find this funny um i had gone back through and i was listening to brothers uh by the black keys before this new album came out because i was just in the mood for black keys knowing they had something new coming out and I was singing along. I had not listened to the album in a long time. And I, you can definitely tell what kind of stuff I watch a lot more because this is what I started singing along with. Instead of gold on the ceiling, I was singing blood on the ceiling. And like completely convinced that that, that was the lyric. Yeah, those, those were the lyrics. I was not trying to be funny. I was not, and like I was, I did it like almost the whole way through the song and I'm like, that that those aren't the lyrics that's that's a really creepy that would be a different creepy song and i wouldn't want to go in that room so much
1: true crime for you david
0: exactly yeah i've watched a lot of true crime and a lot of just um shows that have um too much killing in them i guess but yeah i (laughs) I just thought that was pretty funny um that yeah gold in the ceiling became blood on the ceiling Um, so, do you have any other thoughts regarding Miles Kennedy, Alter Bridge, Mayfield Four, or any of that?
1: Well, I think everybody that that is listening here probably knows that I'm a huge fan. Alter Bridge is my favorite uh, modern rock band, and Miles Kennedy is such a key cog in that in that machine. And I'm really happy that he had this great album that just came out. His solo records, I. I I, I like his solo records so much that if the day comes that Alter Bridge decides to call it quits, which I hope they don't for some time, but I will be content to get solo projects from Miles and Mark because they've both proven that on their own they can also make great music. So that's the that's the big takeaway for me. And obviously Mayfield 4, lesser known but worth checking out, and... Uh, Alter Bridge. I still think Alter Bridge's last album has not gotten its just due because of when it dropped, because Mm they didn't get a chance to tour for it, and it came out right before the pandemic, and it's a great album. It was a nice return to form, and uh, has some real good songs on it. So anyway, big fan of Miles Kennedy. I think he's one of the best, most versatile uh, modern rock artists, and Everybody should at least give the new album a, a shot.
0: Oh, for sure. Um, I had a random thought recently. Um, just and... one <laughs> <laughs> you know me so well, uh, sir. You definitely mm-hmm. do. Um, well, the listeners probably know that side of me too, since they've heard me meander all over the place. But anyway, um, how cool would it have been? You know, we used to talk about. Uh, how cool it would be to have like a super group with all these like really cool musicians. Um, I think Chris Cornell and Miles could have had a really cool interplay between the two. I know they're similar ranges and everything, but I still think with their abilities to harmonize, they would have been able to do some, something really cool.
1: I agree. Uh, Their, their, their voices uh, are certainly two of the most unique voices in rock music. So that, that could've, they could have they could have done something great two great singers together. They could have called their collaboration project Miles of Corn. <laughs> and,
0: and they would have done quite well. Uh, yeah, I don't think that's the name they would have gone with, but um Well that would have been their loss. Yeah, I think I think so. Um, Anyone who's
1: interested in more of my marketing ideas, you can contact me on Twitter at gphillips8652 <laughs> and I'll give them to you for a hefty sum.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, Chris Cornell's been on my mind a lot lately cuz unfortunately this uh, recently marked the 4-year anniversary of his death. Um, and I always get kind of melancholy this month and Do you his- get
1: the infinite sadness?
0: No. I <laughs> don't get the infinite sadness um but i, I just, no, you're <laughs> it's it's hard to pass that up but yeah um chris cornell is just you know there's been tons of musicians that have died through our lives um but like i guess chris cornell was the one that i was like the biggest into at the time of his death uh like you know or er, you know everybody talks about uh kurt cobain and everything and I, we we were so young i had not even like gotten into grunge when he died um but like chris cornell was just this figure that i'd loved him in soundgarden you and i both love uh how am i blanking on this uh audio slave audio slave yes um that it just as,
1: as our friend holly malanson once said audio garden
0: yes um so we and we we love Audio Slave like um, because of the subject matter and because of the more uplifting vibe of it, it's the one I visit more often. But just one of those musicians gone too soon. And, you know, the way he went out was, you know, just so sad, so incredibly sad. But um, I went back through uh, the last two or not the last two, the two famous uh, Soundgarden albums, uh, Super Unknown and down on the upside and uh very different albums but uh really really enjoy them and uh for what they are uh one that i've never connected with before but there was one called fourth of july off of super unknown it's very slow and it's like the most down-tuned song i'd ever heard until like the early 2000s when that became the thing i'd really be curious for like an actual musician to be able to tell me what key that is um but it's super super down to it it sounds like one of the tunings maybe like corn or somebody later used but um (laughs) good lord greg's not gonna leave that alone um so that was one that i'd never really paid much attention to until then um, there's a really, really good rocker that's not a hit off of down on the upside called Tighter and Tighter. Um, but then the last one I wanted to throw out Love to, was Head Down off of Super Unknown. And it's really slow starting. It's, you know, it's melancholy like a lot of the stuff, but it has some of the most unique drumming going on in it. And that was something really cool to kind of discover that I something I've probably heard a lot of times, but you know, when you revisit stuff, you notice different stuff about it. So, um, yeah, I encourage people to check that out. Yeah, head down. It's got a lot of cool Tom work. Or um, uh, he does visits a lot of that side of the drum set instead of just cymbals, snare and um, bass, like, you know, is kind of the basis of rock and roll. And the Um, Audio
1: Slave albums have good Tom Morello work.
0: Yes, they definitely do. Um, I'll probably be revisiting those next. But, um, yeah, just wanted to throw out a little love for Chris Cornell and his family. I know I thought it was pretty cool to hear one last thing from him uh, late last year when they released uh, a covers album he'd been working on.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: That was really good. Um, But, yeah, just... um, Because I recently came back to it, but also because it's uh, mental health awareness month, I just kind of wanted to throw out some love for that and, you know, tell people, you know. uh, Life is worth living and um, mental illness is not a. It's not a bad phrase. It's not a bad word. It's not something, you know, to shy away from. It's like if you're struggling, reach out to your loved ones, reach out to professional counseling, you know, reach out for help um, because there is hope out there. Um, I don't want to go on too long about that, but that was just something that had been on my mind a lot lately because of that. Um, so, um, do you have any closing thoughts that you want to give Greg?
1: Oh, not really. Just hope everybody's, uh, enjoying as, as life slowly, uh, starts turning the corner and getting back to some sense of normalcy, at least, mm-hmm. um, Hope folks are able to stay healthy and happy and um enjoy whatever uh, new tunes are out there and keep it uh keep it coming, listening to, to new stuff and old stuff that you've never heard before, which is new to you. Which I do a lot of that. So um keep an ear out, folks.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, I, I love discovering old stuff that I had never checked out, like Greg will recommend something by Zeppelin or something like that that I had not spent much time with. And I'll
1: I'll recommend a song right now actually to the listening audience. Okay. A song that I actually discovered about well a little over a year ago in a Coles of all places as <laughs> they were playing it on their PA system as Coles and Mobile. And actually, no, it may have been last November. I can't remember. No, it was, it was a while back. But, and it was a song, and I knew Rod Stewart was singing it, but I had never heard this song in my life. And it was funky, and it was awesome, and I was getting into. Must have been it. the Faces. No, it was Post Faces. Oh. This is solo Rod Stewart. Oh. And this is early '80s Rod Stewart, in fact. So, Ooh. which even surprised me even more. So, I I, I listened to the lyrics. And when I got back to a chance to look on my phone, I typed in the lyrics that I could remember to try to figure out what the song was, and it pulled it up, and I added it to my Amazon Music Library and listened to it, and now it's one of my permanent songs. And the name of that song, the song which I am to which I am referring and currently looking up to make sure I get the title right and Killing Time in the Process, is as follows... Passion. The name of the song song is "Passion" by Rod Stewart, and I looked it up online. It has an interesting history. The song was apparently written for the soundtrack of a a movie that failed miserably, but (laughs) nonetheless, the song is awesome. And it's like unlike any other Rod Stewart song you'll hear. It's like the you have to listen to it with good speakers or with headphones, and it's it's got just a great little groove to it, man. It's it's an awesome like I, I would think this would be an awesome like. Song to play in like a in one of those like 80s detective movies where they're like they find they, they track the the bad guy to a nightclub in miami or something and the the detective walks in and he's scanning the nightclub as everybody's dancing and this i could hear this song playing in the background really good stuff check it out nice
0: sorry i'm pausing because like i had something come to mind while greg was talking about that and oh so, probably a different style song, a little bit, but it does have a little bit of a funky kind of flavor to it. Um, is a song Miss You by the Rolling Stones. Um, that has been one that I've kind of gone back to over the last month or so, and I've put it on a couple playlists, and it's always a fun. Oh, so good. Yeah, great song. It, yeah, it's, it's a different style of theirs, and it's, I think, early 80s album, something like that, um, or late 70s. Uh, but yeah, it's one of the most unique ones. And that, that one actually, I remember first hearing because I was watching all the live footage from the smaller shows that um, Foo Fighters were doing around Wasting Light era um, where they were doing some surprise club shows. And back when Taylor used to be in Chevy Metal, I guess maybe that might still be a thing where they would just do nothing but covers. But I remember them doing Miss You and I was like, oh, that's a really cool song. Um, and so in closing, uh I, I will tell you how to reach out to me because i i love hearing from people uh whether it's ideas for the new um episodes or whether it's just comments on what we talked about um i love recommendations i've used a ton of them over the last four or so years that this podcast has been in some sort of formation um, but you can reach me most easily on sunday underscore groove underscore on twitter And I'm a little more active on Instagram these days. Uh, You can find me Sundaygroove.lillo, which is L-I-L-L-O. So Sundaygroove.lillo. But yeah, either one of those ways is a good way to find me. I just, I can, maybe because I've been on less time, I can navigate through Instagram a lot easier than I can uh, Twitter, which is just like tons and tons of stuff that I don't even care about that I'm seeing and um so it just takes a while to go through the stuff but anyway um i would love to hear from you um love to hear thoughts um so anyway greg thanks for being here today and talking to me